voice. So you go right Showtime. into the Pro Tools, or is that? <clears throat> this is reason. Nice. Reason. Uh, why do women not make beats? Because they can't use logic or reason. Yo. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey. That was a meme, and I lost my shit. Kinda tough, homie, I'm trashing it Big boy Vasily, woke up, car crashing it Seven hours later, catch me asking where the action is Kicks like crow cops, never rocking low tops Even in my low socks in the cold hock Never walk a mile in my spits like boots Always ready to provide the clutch Hit like juice Never catch me in a scarf for some skin touch suit Always trouble when I bubble Eating midnight food The clam smoker Gram smoker Bram stoker Blood sucker Motherfucker type Leave your glands roller Colder than a can cola Every day Al Roker Winners of Dakota All the way to Minnesota Been a soldier in this rap shit Folder knock Grew up orthodox But was schooled by Gotham Lasted, feel the pain, acid, lactic, boomstick, do your face, no humor in my slapstick. Shit gets drastic, holler a firm tactics. Search the streets of Mayfair, find me some sperm magnets. Nobody stopping me, run and go hide, never come out. Even when you're here, Ali Ali oxen free. Lewis and Greg Podcast. You can catch us, Lewis and Greg Podcast, on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh hit us up on Gmail, Facebook, Instagram. We're everywhere, and right now, the one, the only, Philly's own, Philly's very own. talented, the young, the handsome, the multi-talented, Voss, ladies and gentlemen. Voss. More like older Voss. Here we go. Get him clapped. Get him clapped. It's actually, you know, we have the super moon going on tonight. Yeah, the blood moon. The blood moon. Blood super moon. blood moon. So it's only right we That's have. Right. Super moon. Are you a blood <laughs> no, but I feel like if something only happens a hundred every once in a hundred fifty years, it would line up with the Eagles Super Bowl run. Of course, about the same timeline as we would like to, you know, get victorious. Yeah, that's about when it comes around. You it know? is an omen. Oh my it's god, it's a crazy omen, ladies and gentlemen. My, how the tables have turned. There are vampires <laughs> who, who have been waiting for the Eagles to win. You know, like and zombies three, on four hundred years. Zombies. They've been waiting. No teeth, still full of blood. They're staying alive just to see that victory. Damn. So what happens, like, you know, I hate to be that guy. It's a great team. <laughs> I'm still happy whether we win or lose. The, well, no, that's happy. good. See, that's see, that's a good. We're not supposed to be here. We got a Hall of Famer on, on EIR, another Hall of Famer on EIR, so that's Peters and Sproles. Right. Our best player, Wentz. Right. Out. Our best linebacker. Right. Out. So people counted us out in week 13, you know? That's what he was saying last week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as soon as the season started, I think people were like, fuck the Eagles. But and Doug EP. They had a lot to talk about Doug. They had a lot of terrible things to say. But he's proven that he's not Andy Reid. Right. Definitely not. He's proven no, that. he's proven that. He's yeah. proven that he's got That he's got people set. around him they are going to say, hey, you know, throw the ball or run the ball or, you know, time management. His time management's been great. He's been um, it's, his time management was what helped him beat my team. Yeah, Which, even though they put up 
ungodly numbers. Yeah, our defense didn't show up that day. Both times. Both times Eli threw for over over, over 400. No one cares about I'm the not, fucking I'm Giants, just, man. We're well, not no, to I'm trying to. I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, leading, I'm, leading, I'm using that to lead into this. So when you go up against the machine, the machine looks for what you're deficient. Where 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 is a guy like Eli Manning get off throwing f- over 400 yards on you? I'm Tom Brady. It's a little different, though. Ah, we'll see. It's a little different. You give him the hoodie two weeks. Yeah, man. I'm not scared. <laughs> this Patriots team, no. there's no it feels different. Yeah. When you're an Eagles fan. It was like that for it was like that for me with, with this with the, the second Super Bowl against them. I, I know that feeling. You got PTSD as an Eagles fan though. It runs deep. You're scared <laughs> to be happy. You're scared to celebrate. You're scared to talk. But this year it feels so I was at Cotman in Frankfurt after right. the win and it was positive energy. It wasn't drunk hooliganism. It wasn't like, we know what it's like to get here. Like, this group of fans has gotten here. Right. That's we, true, because 2004 was We know what this ago. level of success is, and we're not satisfied. Good. And we're not happy with just this. And these guys on the team have uh, really come together in such a way that it's kind of inspiring. Right. Like, how, do we, how are we home dogs <laughs> two weeks in a row? Okay. The disrespect... Is so crazy, but well, instead of getting down about it, but here goes inspiration. Right. Well, here goes I think why you remember the two thousand Giants. I hate. I know you're gonna say fuck the Giants, but here yeah, this fuck is, the Giants. I agree. Fuck the Giants. No, <laughs> Giants in the house. We could yeah, listen. We, we've been where you want to go. All right. It's so true. listen to me. It's two thousand Giants. That's true, little blue. Blow out the Minnesota Vikings in their home in the home field, and they just do the same thing that you guys just did. Blue so you area. think this is history repeating itself in a way? You got to kind of look at it that way. I'm a little leery only because we did the same thing. It was a home game, and I'm, I'm, I wish I could had the time to look up today another team that it happened to because I'm sure it's not the only time it's ever happened. You have that high. You go two weeks without hitting a person, without playing a thing. The player himself, there's a little mind game that goes with the player there. I got so, two examples, and they're both from the NFC East. Hit me. Jeff Hostetler, right. Mark Rippon. Okay. They stepped right in, right. won the Super Bowl, yeah. no problem. Right. Not supposedly the best quarterbacks. Right. They got it done. No. Okay, Jeff Hostetler. Mustache. If it wasn't for <laughs> he likes that mustache. kick. This is true. Going, going right, right. We're talking. We're not, he's, still, he's, not, he's not even your, you're not even using he's him. He's still campeon. Yo, now, yeah, sure, he's got a yeah, ring. sure, sure. I don't care how we win. No, I get that. But it wasn't like the dude marched down the field and. and we don't got to do that. Yeah, you, all we have to do is win. Right. And we're going to smack Brady yeah. in the mouth a la a prime Strahan, yeah. Umanura, yeah. Kiwanuka, yeah. Justin Tuck. That first Giants team, that's the kind of defensive line that we have where we yeah. rotate eight guys. Yeah. Tommy Boy is going to get slapped around. Yeah. And I can see it. I can see it happening. And their, their defense, even though it's the hoodie, right. it ain't that great. Gronk isn't feeling a hundred percent. Nah, he's a woozy. You know what I mean? He's a little woozy. Um, and I feel like I'm it, pretty it, sure Gronk is like not on a, <laughs> a real human being's level. He's pretty much like a Neanderthal. <laughs> yeah, he really is. I catch ball. Yeah, he. He's, <laughs> I run fast. He's so big. I catch ball. He's so big and he's so good, but he's not a hundred percent. Listen, right. a lot of things lined up for us to get here. 
Right. You know what I mean? A lot of things not That's lined true. up for us. That's true. If Nick Foles didn't have three arms, maybe we wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> Put the team in his jock strap and carried us all the way here, and, and he's going to continue to he's do so. He's got three penises. Yeah. He's got, a, I mean, at least one penis, but it's three penises worth. Minimum. You know? Minimum. I see, I've seen the uh, the crying face Foles. I just hope that doesn't become the crying face meme. Listen, man. <laughs> Why would you fucking say something? He's because a I'm a Giants fan. fan. Scum of the oid. He could have <laughs> had a spine and been a Jets fan. Oh, you know get the fuck. He could have had a set and rooted for Get out of here. I just like people oh, who actually, suffer. Actually, I just like people who suffer. Hey, like listen. Me. Listen. In the Jets? Are you kidding me? Yeah, man. Nah. It's a girl pitch. But you no, were thank you. here at the... No, Suffer. I wasn't. Eighty-five. Suffer. I'm home. I'm New York. I didn't. Really? I didn't. I didn't move to Pennsylvania to like ninety-two or some shit like that. Like Cleveland. Those are respectable fans. Now, <laughs> now I, I fucked with Cleveland heavy. Me too. Yo, always six. Always sixteenth pep a parade for Owen sixteen. That's passion. Listen, man. They could have had Wentz too. They didn't want him. They didn't want. Him. They didn't want. Him. Yeah, that's true. Listen, that team hired the Central Bucks. High school coach and made him their head coach. Like for real, that's yeah. that's a real instead fact. Of, instead of yeah, the dude who tried to get his dad out at the head coach of CB East or West, whichever at West. Yeah, yeah. that's like, where you dad, went. Right? You're talking about uh, Pettit. Right? Yeah, 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 I believe. Isn't that so. where you went? No, I went to East. Oh, he went to East. Yeah. But like this dude's dad was like a legend forever. He tries to get his dad out, ends up somehow the head coach of the Browns. <laughs> like that team can't win for losing. <laughs> well, talking about suffering, I'm, I am a Mets fan. So I don't mind the Mets. I was born in Queens, so I got that's, no beef that's with a, the Mets. Oh, so you're from New York too? Okay, so we're all really from New York. Originally, yeah, originally, originally from New York. Where I'm 100% Queens born. I go to a story every now and again just to get the feel back to get that smell. So let's talk about your your upbringing to put it back on you. So where sure. where you were born in New York? Now, did but you I come? moved to the house that my parents still live in in '87. I was two, so I grew up in Northeast Philly. Okay, I didn't move out until 2015. Wow. 2014, 2014. I got shot, and then I had to leave my house. We want to talk about that, to too, man. That's, uh, that's a pretty traumatic that's a pretty experience. I never wanted to leave my mom's house. They were trying to throw me out every day. I was like, no, this is my house. <laughs> yeah. You got to get a house. I have a house. What are, you talking, what are you talking about? I, was like, I, put, I'm in I, put, house. I put blood, sweat, and tears into this bitch. This is here. This, this is mine. This is mine. And then as soon as I got shot, don't leave me, my mom. And I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> I get out of here. So even though I go there all the time, yeah, it's a crazy feeling. It's very strange. It's like you know, can we talk about the the shooting? Yeah, because I didn't mind. grow up. I mean, I'm sure you, you've all. talked about it. I didn't grow up in the hood. My neighborhood became the hood, right? Like very quickly. Now, which neighborhood you said Northeast Philly? Oxford Where's... Circle. Okay. So off Caster Avenue mm-hmm. and McGee Avenue. Okay. Near Max Meyer's playground. Was it like the 80s became more like 80s later was on. like white picket fences, no, you know yeah. what I mean? 90s. And then one day, <laughs> one day, somebody moved into the neighborhood and everybody left. And then it was a whole new different dynamic. Yeah. And when that happens, you need a slow transition of neighbors to yeah. maintain that respect. Yeah. Otherwise, because when everybody moves, everybody's new, then there's like not, we, we're I'm making a, the rules. And I'm not super neighborly, but yeah. I keep up my end of the bargain. Yeah. I shovel my snow. I say hello. I say yeah. goodbye. Yeah. I don't really want you coming over my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't we'll knock leave. on my door, but yeah, whatever. don't ask me for shit. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean, if you're out of butter, leave me. Leave me the fuck alone. Right. I like a nice arms length relationship with my neighbor. I like a hello, goodbye. How are the kids? Don't really care and keep walking. Keep walking. Yeah. You know. Actually, not even how the kids. 
I don't I like to say too much. It. No, yeah. what I'm saying is I that's ask. I always ask. But you, nah, don't, really, you don't really inviting. care. Though. That's inviting. He doesn't really care. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is as you answer, I'm already out of the, the range. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's in the <laughs> hospital. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Don't <laughs> get wet. Send him a flag. Yeah, man. But so Northeast Philly, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Um and then you heard a Jizza CD, and now you rap. I like rap first. I like the first music I can remember liking is Dre and Snoop. Yeah. When they pulled Mercedes Ashley's tits out in the video, <laughs> seven years old, and they had that forty fridge, it looked like a missile yes. silo, right? With all those forty yes, ounces, that's yes. like my first. Oh man, I remember that. any music. Yeah. Like that's the one of my. And then I liked Hammer at the time. I was like yeah. seven. So you're like. 30? I'm Late 20s? 32. Okay, 32. Okay. I'll be 33 this year. Yeah, because I was a lot older when, yeah, when that stuff came. So I already, yeah. I'm an 85 baby. First guess who's actually disclosed their age fully. I just want to oh, say. If I'm li- Men listen. become like women in their like once they hit their hit 30s. The they get men are the new women. Men are the new women. Hit the horns. I got to hit the horns. <laughs> this guy never gets the damn horns ready. Yeah, I love the horns. I love the Jamaican horn. <laughs> Back in the Northeast, though, uh, rap was my first. Then I got out of rap. And then for, I was listening to John Cicada. Alternative, as it was called back then. Oh, yeah. And grunge and some metal. So Pearl Jam and, and all Nirvana. That shit. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Metallica, Metallica Pantera. Pantera. I, think we all, I think, you know what? We all went through that. Of course. That was the wave. I, that just then. what happened you all of a sudden. Also, yeah. when rap was popping in 94, 95, 96, 93. It wasn't like Dre. Like, Dre was everywhere in 92. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, you know, Smith & Wesson, you kind of had to know what you were doing to get into that. Wu-Tang Clan was a phenomenon, but they're not letting kids anywhere no. near the Wu-Tang nope. Clan. So, by the time I got to high school, my favorite band was Korn around this time. <laughs> I really liked Korn, right? And Korn dropped I can see you with some Jankos. And, I never yeah, did that. You didn't do it in the Slipknot nah. uh, t-shirt. Never did all the that. The Jankos are coming back, by the way. Did I saw that. You I can have them. I saw a little Uzi Vert in a pair of Jankos. He them. can keep them. Yep. He, looked ju- he looks just like a kid from like 19. Yeah, with the parachute pants. Yeah. Raver kid. Yeah. Raver kid. Yeah. Raver kids. Raver kids. That was right before my time. Skater, skater kids. Skater kids Because I was a skater time. kid. Yeah, skater kids were on I roll a blade. I was a rollerblader. I think raver kids were still around throughout that whole time period. They just kind of went electronic more music underground, just like skateboarding, came, right? And then came back it, up, you know. Now skateboarding they, now they comes up. and goes. Electronic music, like Ooh. now, like dub is in, and now, I don't know, man. That's a music dumb. Is that's a dumbass cool uh, visualization of music itself. Yeah. Just underground and comes back up and it's underground again. Alchemist always says it comes full circle, right? Yeah. So where you are on the curve with your music, it eventually is going to come up to yeah. find you. Yeah. As long as you do your thing. Keep if you try it. and find, you're always going to be behind. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you do your thing, eventually you'll get ahead of the curve. You're getting ahead of the curve. You know? That's now this is the uh, alchemist. The, the alchemist. alchemist. Yeah, that's okay. the, alchemist. the alchemist. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Well, of course I, let's it get to makes let's sense. get so. What, but you're 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 growing up. You're listening to a lot of then I got into rap corn. Thirteen, right. their CD comes out. Every song sounds the same. Yeah. It was the one that really blew them up with the Todd McFarlane cover. Life is no, that was the second one. I can't remember the title, but it, it, it platinum. Everybody loved. It. I'm like, this is drivel. <laughs> Every song sounds the same. What happened to? I like all my music to have an edge. So around that time, Napster happened, yeah. and as such, I, I I was already into Wu Tang a little bit, and my friend George, who's uh, my accountant's brother, his dad was my accountant. 
He bought me The Source Hip Hop Hits Volume 1 oh, and Wu-Tang Clan 36 Chambers for like my 12th or 13th birthday. I had bought him Lost Boys and Bone Thugs, and I bought his little brother, who's Chonkalas, my accountant. I bought him... Shout out to Chonkalas. Shout out to Chonkalas. I bought him Nirvana and 311. So we kind of had like a music, like the stuff that my parents wouldn't let me listen. I could, I could have them buy it for him, though. Right. And he would have his parents buy it for me, you right. know. So I got into rap, and then... Napster came out and I discovered two underground Philadelphia artists. One is Last Emperor, who I don't know if you guys know who this is. He's the first artist ever signed to Dre. He's currently a Philadelphia mailman in West <laughs> I've been in a concert line with him and did not know who it is for wow. hours until people were asking him for autographs and then it blew my mind. He did wow. the song with uh, Zach De La Rocha. Yeah. And um, he also did the Secret Wars one where he fights all. He has he has a he does every rapper's voice as they fight a comic book character. Oh, and shit. that kind of blew him up. So him and Eve were like the first two artists, shouts to Philly. Philly, in the house. Horns. Yep. Horns. Horns. And then Jedi Mind Tricks, right. who eventually now, I'm friends with Vinny Paz, the MC. That's my, Shout that's out my to guy. Vinny. Shout out to Vinny. That's my dude right there. Um, sends me the strangest text message. He's got a weird sense of humor. <laughs> but that's my guy. And he's still doing it. You know what I mean? That dude's still doing it. And then eventually, once you have like the internet at your fingertips, yeah. you can go crazy. So I got the mad underground stuff from then. And I've always been into, like, I like pop rap, too. Right. I like the stuff on the radio, um, but I also like so, I like all kinds of rap. I like Southern rap. I like West Coast rap. I like gangster rap. I always rap. stay pretty mainstream. I didn't really, like... Your brother's, too, though. Yeah, uh, with what was... Hamilton? Hot. Yeah. You know, what's his name? Juan? Lin, Lin uh, yeah. Miranda. Manuel Miranda. Lin, yeah. 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 Technique used to stuff him in the dumpster when they went to school <laughs> together every day. <laughs> but now he's like... That's true. I well, like you know, my uncle has a story like that. He used to beat up Tymac in school. Who's Tymac? Last Dragon. Remember? Never that? seen Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so Tymac. So yeah, Tymac used to used to. My grandma even confirmed. You know, my grandma confirmed the the, the story. Your grandmother confirmed that. Yeah, she was like, "Yo, no," because she had to have to talk with the mom. Like, I'm sorry. Well, uh, yeah, well, I was like, "Listen, you know, your son's a piece of shit." <laughs> Inconceivable, unbelievable, yet as wild as it seems, the Emperor and Stan Lee will coach the two opposing teams. Keep it clean, no bats, no gats, guns, or interference. Comic book characters will go head up with raw lyrics. Now I take whoever might be on break from doing tours and have them sign up for the last Emperor's secret war. Sure, for that kind of capacity, we need a crazy margarina that might stretch from West Philadelphia to East Medina. If I'm able, I'd put it on pay per view through my label and give free tickets to my neighborhood bums with no cable. Yeah, that sounds bad. Now that we've squared away the propositions, let's be begin with the ultimate tough man competition set it off it's the fight when When do you start wanting to write it never i'll break it down so i'm in the whitest high school in philly right and you know these irish kids start getting me drinking from like 13 14 i'm blowing (laughs) trees by like 14 15 right so i'm like you know a young hoodlum (laughs) uh, i'm trying to protect my son from me and i would just rap i would just rap with my friends me and chanclas used to rap together when we were 13 he used to write his bars and then for a long time i didn't write bars and i didn't think about rap but we would always freestyle when we got drunk and then i used to go out to the bars when i was 18 19 i used to get into the bars um with, with George, George used to live at this one bar. Shout you know he's George. younger. Shout out to Mash, because he's a hundred feet tall. He had a beard since he was three. And if people wanted to smoke, they would just walk underneath him. Under and, his, and, his, and his toucan Sam esque beak. My man ain't Shout never had a George. wet cigarette. He could smoke nope. a, a L in the rain in yep. a torrential monsoon, and the thing would be dry. Shout out to. 
Yo, but my iron lung, used to, used, iron lung used to be in there all the time. Yeah. And we would just go there because I would get served. And then I would kick freestyles when I got drunk. Yeah. And one day someone was like, yo, come to this open mic with me. I go to the open mic. And those dudes end up becoming my first like rap click. So I didn't even know how to write raps. Yeah. But I was in a rap group. And this <laughs> is in junior high school. No, this is. Uh, or high school. This is, uh, I would say, early college. Oh, okay. So I, we're way. Okay. 18, so now, so high school, I didn't rap at all. Okay. I went to the whitest high school in Philly when I would, when I would freestyle. It would be cool. When you said it was Catholic school. Yeah, but so. it's also all boys. Yeah. And it's, uh, I had one half of a black kid in my grade, his name's Zach, and he went to <laughs> half, Yale. Half a black kid. And his dad's a staunch conservative who looks like Don King. He's got that massive Afro thing. Holy America! Yeah, staunch white <laughs> women, too, you know? So, it was different, but I loved that school. It was a great time, and um, when I got into college... Which is what year? 2002. Okay. So, I'm 17, I start college, and then I would kick freestyle. Damn, so 2002. Where'd you go to school? In the LaSalle. PA? Okay, so you're, stay, you're in the Philly My parents wouldn't let okay. me move out. <laughs> Remember, this I is got into pen. I got into Penn, and I couldn't <laughs> afford it. They really killed me on the student loans. And everybody else I know went in, except for the Yale kid who went to Yale. Everybody yeah. else went to Penn, I didn't. If there's one thing I regret, it's not going to an Ivy League school, regardless of what it costs. <laughs> I would take that receipt with that Ivy League logo on there and that yeah. fish thing any day. No offense, to LaSalle. Yeah. It took me nine years to graduate. <laughs> well, you were so you know Van Wilder, you, you, uh, Voss Wilder, Voss Wilder, Voss Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. You know they took the, the the wind out of your sails a little bit, not getting into you know an Ivy League school. No, so. I mean I was doing good at first, and then I promise you. Bush election, the second Bush election, followed 2000. by the Eagles Super Bowl loss. Yeah. I dropped out of school. <laughs> I was so depressed. Me and my dad started a business. I would barely go to school, so I had to let school go for a while. Yeah. I opened up a pizza store and just started be, being a working man, you know, and just accepted the terribleness of life. At, that doesn't right. sound too bad. I, it's terrible. Bad. You should dream it's your dreams. Dream your dreams. Pizza shop. Kids, yeah. dream your, your dreams. dreams. Don't dream your dad's dreams. Nope. Don't dream your mom's dreams. Nope. Dream your own dreams. Dream your own damn because dreams. Because when you're 33, yep. you may have a couple of should have, you know, maybe cared more about the yep. things that I cared about and done more, you know. And so I just would... two pieces of advice is dream your own dreams and be prolific. Work at what you love to do and keep doing it and doing it and doing it. But look at, you are doing what you love to do. I, I mean, here you are. I mean, you've showed us, you know, we've seen a bunch of content before, before we even started, started here and you, all the shit's dope. Got, you, you're, it it what, seems like you have hits? a fan base. Sure, but I still got to work a nine to five and it'd be dope to be able to translate what I love to do into my lifeline too, right? right? And it's just, in 2018, it's hard to monetize music without selling your soul they've destroyed the monetization of a lot of the music now i found acts that i'm looking at now and they found new ways it's different well i was going to say that's now the the digital market has opened up and streaming and things like that you can you don't need a label anymore you can go ahead now and, and book your own shows and do your own venues and, and not only that if you want to put out a physical copy yeah you can make it limited and sell it for a hundred bucks, and people will buy it because it's a piece of art. Yeah. I was just gonna say, the more you, yeah. you, it's all about how you package something. Yep. So there's guys um, coming out now. Some dudes who put out digital albums for fifty bucks. Right. And you want it, you got to pay fifty bucks to get the download. There's no streaming anywhere. Right. You know. And one thing that Adele showed, she's like, I'm not gonna let nobody stream my album. She sold three, four million. Look season. at Wu Tang. The shit's yeah. still in a vault somewhere. Shirkelly's got it. Who knows? He where paid it a million is. bucks for that. Who a knows million. Where it is. No, you mean nobody else had a million fucking dollars to get this Wu-Tang album? It's not a real Wu-Tang album. 
They had him on the Drink Champs. They were talking about how it's Silver Rings' album. It's just, yeah, yeah. From Morocco. And he commissioned everybody, paid everybody for their verses. For the and that's part. not denied. I mean, they have Silver Rings. Sh- there have been clips of him playing like well, him and Riz are album. boys, but him right. and Riz are boys, right. so it's like Riz's disciple. But the right. fact that they pawned it off to that scumbag Shkreli is incredible. It's so awesome. And there were stories that that I heard where it was like uh, there was a clause where it's like Bill Murray could uh, yes steal the technically the, Bill Murray the Wu Tang album with the help of the Wu Tang clan, but Bill he had Murray. to be it. yeah right. Groundhog you... Day goes busting Bill Murray. <laughs> Did you ever see that? With the coffee and cigarettes. Amazing. Bill, Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, I know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Who you gonna call? It's vignettes. Sure. It's a lot of vignettes. Yeah, yeah, sure. He doesn't even. He doesn't even know what's a vignette. It's Kate Blanchett what's on a Kate Blanchett. A vignette is it's a delicious, vagina. Right? <laughs> no, it's right? when you take, it's when you take uh, the, the balsamic and the oil uh, and you mix it. Uh, you know, a little red little balsamic, vignette. raspberry sure. balsamic vignette. Yeah, sure. So now here we are. So we, so you're in college. We still haven't. You're in a rap group. I'm in a group not... called Contras. Me, two other rappers. The two of them were all city choir. Right. We had a DJ and a producer. And very early, um, me and the one dude and the DJ kind of got cool. The other two were kind of crazy. And the DJ did something dirty to me. So me and my friend Burke, we're still friends to this day. Yeah. He's still puts out music from time to time. He moved to Florida not too long ago. And we were kind of like Abbott and Costello kind of feel. Like he's more um, straight-laced and I'm more the comedic relief. So it was pretty (laughs) cool. He got a lot of good gigs, though, in those days, which helped build the brand. Right. You know what I mean? Because even as he was building my brand, uh, his brand helped me build mine. So we got to open for Jizza, Wu-Tang, Wow. Um, Under this group Contra? Just with him. Oh, with him. And this is Burke the Jerk? Burke the Jerk. Okay, and I've heard... Okay. So Burke the Jerk, um, He we got to open for Wu-Tang, Jizza, Action Bronson's first show in Philly, Burke got the gig, so I got to oh, rock wow. that stage. So, you know, through Big Burke... Things. So you say you see you are living your dream. What are you talking Man, about? Like, I still got right? sh- I still got to ship credit card terminals all day. So <laughs> We're recording a podcast. I, I got yeah. off work at <laughs> 2... He doesn't even have a job. I don't have and a job right now. This is the dream. But I was work. But I was working fifteen hour days, serious work, seven days yeah, a week yeah, yeah. type shit for years. Your um, fidget spinner skills. Were Listen, uncanny, second unmatched. Second I can catch nine. anything. That fidget spinner between. gang. All I was able to do is put it on my nose. Yeah. That's as far. Nah, I, I, I looked at that thing. I said, you can't, "This is all you got. This is all you do with it." Like, yeah, I'm like. Fuck out of here. I, got I gotta throw it up. I gotta catch it. I gotta Look, do I got something with it. this fat palm thing. It gets in the way. <laughs> Look at that thing. It's like a, a ball. That is a catcher's mitt. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fidget spinner wasn't as kind of that's 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 a good hand for you uh, know what's dope though about rap when I started rapping is you had ciphers all the time in real places that I would have to sneak into early on, but eventually I turned twenty one. And you could go 
rap with dudes who are way nice. Because in, in Philly, yeah. like, I don't know if people understand, like, there's dudes in every neighborhood that people just know who are way who nicer yeah. than... And this is no offense to the guys on the radio, but a lot of people with hits making a whole lot of money right now. Well, yeah, those guys, the radio people, we've already known that's done by a machine. Shouts right? to the Amigos. Yeah, that's and, a done by... And I wanted to ask you, too, how do you feel, because I know we've talked about it before, ciphers then versus ciphers now, and not only the, the ciphers just, you know, rap-wise, but beat versus no beat, acapella versus... Because to me, I don't... Like Eminem coming out on the BET Awards, like, I was hyped for the ciphers because they've been so terrible as of recently and then he, he came out and did an acapella I hate the acapella he only does ciphers. acapella I hate them he did, he did one on, he did it on BET on, on Sway the, did on Sway, on Sway well. too yeah. yeah but I think he freestyled that whole thing but that's the thing so that's what it is even so if it is want, a freestyle I'd rather you hear don't want to hear beat I do when I freestyle but yeah. he wants to take something and run with it but yeah. don't do you prefer a beat I though? love a beat like to hear like wouldn't oh, you have 100%. preferred to hear Eminem on a beat also yes of course like, the only time I don't care eh. like I like beats in a battle but the no beat the acapella in a battle is good too yeah. so you can see and I've been and I've been listening to old battles kind of versus new battles and it seems like in the old battles the beat kind of because you had to keep it on time led to more like corny lines type of thing like the the battles that you watch now although they're like they're much more prepared though they're much more prepared well they have months and they can months. kind of shove well, because now it's monetized right yeah. so now you got so months. one of his boys battled one of my boys not that long ago Oh yeah, um, and I like Eddie, so he's, I'm cool with him. Oh obviously. shit, E Monster, E Monster battled my friend John. You yeah. know what I mean? And after the bottle, after the battle, told my boy, "Listen, man, I think E Monster got you on really? this one." And he didn't. He took it personally. I and I, I like did. John. That's I might have. I might have. And he's still battling. No, he he's, got to. You, he he's got still, to. He's That's still going at it, and he was like, "Nah, this? man." What's now? E Monster. E Monster is a is a, uh, a and seasoned a dope battler. Artist. Yeah, and a dope he, artist. He, he is, can he's sing. Quick. He's he quick. He can rap. And he's he dances. Dope. Like the the guy's a he does everything. And this is no offense to Jay. Like Jay's the swag of uh, IPC. Yeah, IPC. Jay's yeah. like the heart and soul. But the other two, like Juan, uh, his Juan other B. brother can yeah. dance. He can sing. You oh, know what man. I mean? He can, and he Eddie can do the same. You know what I mean? They're, I knew Juan was talented. You know how I knew? Because when we saw NWA, or no, we saw the Tupac movie in the theater, right. I looked over and he had a tear in his eye at one point. And I said, <laughs> that, I was like, that man is creative. Yo, a fly dancer for a Husky Bull. Uh, he was actually he showing off some moves the other day on the He's wild on with the Eagles disrespect, though. I, no, told, is he? I told him to shut his dirtbag <laughs> mouth. Listen, Don't you, run your mouth on the internet, Juan, humble, fake humble Juan B. <laughs> should we get, should we get... Uh, uh, at one point, maybe one, or we can call Jason up. See, yeah, I'll see. I'll see which one of them is, right. is is available. Shouts to Juan, though, man. Shouts I want to get back to, to the story here, and then take a quick break. But sure. um, you're so we were talking about college. You had the group Contra. You guys are opening. Then Burke kind of went you solo. To say you were with Action Bronson. Yeah, we got to open guys. for some dope shows, man. And I just did a show for Diamond. I opened for Diamond D not too long ago. And that was a great. Still amazing. I mean, that was a great. I got so the, here you are, like downplaying. I'm not trying. I to, just like, opened. Gas you, all I do is still, work with my dad. These are my heroes. Yeah. I'm a humble. I'm a humble guy, though, right? Diamond. I mean, I played Best Kept Secret. I mean, that he was, wouldn't let me in the back room with him though. And I was like, <laughs> the last. <laughs> I was like the home. Like, there's a couple home supporters, but he had to. You know, I was trying to drink my Cavassier back there. <laughs> You know, I have a green room, things I like to do in the green room, you know, yeah, Diamond he, D. And here you are, platinum producer. His watch <laughs> lit up the whole place, man. He was, he came out, and I didn't know that album like that. He did the whole Stunts Blunt. Sally's got a one-track Exactly. Line. I didn't That's know. I, like, I, didn't grow I just up listened that. to that, like, two days ago. So when he was doing stuff, and then, like, 
people stole his stuff. I didn't know that. So like New York, um, I'm on my New York shit. The DJ Scratch, like yeah. he did that first. One of my favorites, Sean Price, rest in peace, Sean Price. Rest in peace. Um, he's got a, a freestyle called 60 Bar Dash. I didn't even know that was the beat called um, Freestyle from Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop, you know? So it was dope to do that show, and I made some fans, and that's what got me, it's a great segue, that's what got me uh, the opportunity to make a song for the Wing Bowl. This guy, I think his name's Todd, because it's, it's what his name is on Instagram, but he hit me up, he said, would you be interested in doing a song for you know, a Wing Bowl competitor? And that from that Diamond D show, and this is the song we just listened to. Yep, the video the show. You just and this, saw. Th- is this out yet? I mean, are we gonna? Can we play this? We can absolutely play it. Let's this is play. Gonna be a rough mix, but I will have it out soon. Available on all streaming platforms, SoundCloud. I'll probably do it on Bandcamp. And this is the first time I'll announce this. Is going to be a remix contest too. So Greg, you should definitely get into it. Let's, look Greg, at that remix contest. The acapella. I'm going to put it up there. You can download the acapella. Absolutely. And Mo says he's going to have some prizes. We'll figure out something for the remix contest as well. And that's uh, the first anybody's hearing of that. So awesome. Thank yep. you. And actually, you know what? I'm going to. This is the turnaround on this is going to be a lot quicker than normal. Dope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dope, dope, uh, dope. Yeah, because I want to make yeah, sure... We've been working out. at breakneck speeds to just, you know, put out content. No, and yeah, yeah, content is being put out, but the actual podcast always takes a little bit of a, t- a little bit of time, but... Well, with the sound editing, you want it to sound good, too, you know? Yeah, man, Greg, Greg, Greg does a Greg, good job. Greg, Greg. Greg does a good job about it. Ding, I, ding, usually, ding. I usually fuck it up with the with the dings and the, and the highs and the, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big bull at the wing ball, day of the dead. We did it last time, so we do it again. Team Mo train, class and poise. John Coltrane, gentleman competitor. Eat more than your whole gang. Greediest on a whole wing. With the genius of Don Cornelius, soul train. Rockstar lifestyle, Kurt Cobain. See me in the front row doing my damn thing. Rep staking name, disappear, David Blaine. The showman, not boasting, just performing. My silly the wing bowl. The wing bowl anthem. Which is called Panache. 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 Produced by Level 13, uh, a Philly boy himself who was on Method Man's last album. There'll be horns. He's on Uncle Murder and Dave East's new song on Uncle Murder's album. More uh, horns. Work with Chino XL, Cool G Rap. That's just my man, Will. More <laughs> horns. You know, uh, he came through with the beat. I knew because I, I work with a lot of guys who I knew could turn it around quick. Yeah, on this that's one. always good. See, networking and, and knowing everybody, um, and everybody, you know, playing not playing nice, but like fucking with each other, and, that's, and also compensating people for their time and efforts yes. goes a long way. Because once somebody's getting compensated, that means you can fucking put the heat on them. <laughs> if somebody's doing you a favor, say, "Hey, feck off, fuck you, yeah. man." You could be like, "Yo, the event's tomorrow. What good is the flyer if I have it three days later?" They'll be like, "I don't really give a shit." But once they're compensated, right, then uh, they'll be like on services. On yeah. Rendered for payment due. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Owe me money, motherfucker. Give me the money, Lebowski. Support your friends. Support your friends. Like we said earlier, off off the air, uh, the great Sean Price second reference of the day. Rest in peace. Rest in Rest peace. In peace. More he would horns. say, if you can't be used, you're useless. So right. use me, and I'll use you, and we'll, you know what I mean? One hand wash the other. Both hands wash the face like our man Jay Cerrone said a couple episodes ago. Because mm. <laughs> he said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Did he say that? Yeah, he did. One hand wash the other. Actually, that we let out 
the podcast with that very saying. Jewish. One hash want the other. Jen, we were just like, did you wash your hands before you ate all those Haribos? Jen. <laughs> Turkish <laughs> kidding. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Jason Rowe. <laughs> Turkish kid. Can't wait to have him back on the show either. It was a lot of fun. Um, so now we're going to, I want to switch over to like what you've been doing lately. Okay. Like, like where. I put out uh, a much awaited project the first of last year, New Year's Day, which is my name day. It was called V for Vagoda. Go get that. That's everywhere you can stream music. Um, and then I re-released my debut album on all the digital platforms called Raging Bullshit. That came out in 2012. So that album is mostly produced by Johnny Cab, who now is at the University of Florida getting his PhD. Okay. Big horns for that one, right? Bow, bow, bow. Those are big horns. And then uh, V for Vagoda is a collaboration with me and my friend. Uh, he goes by Ill Clinton. Um, one of the most curmudgeonous no no horns for no, 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 no horns? horns nah man first of all, all right. he held me hostage for years while I didn't, wouldn't put the album out wouldn't give me any more beats and let me tell you his beats they do something to me not that I don't like other guys but something about his beats they just so he did. The, he was on the song and he, or he just produced he did uh, all those beats on that okay. album and V for wow. Vagoda like we are Vagoda together that's what nobody knows I only changed my name to Vagoda to promote the album, but that started in 2011. Right. So when you don't drop the project until 2017, yeah, you know. But every, <laughs> now I get booked. Lost some steam. Now I get booked as Vas Vagoda, you know. And it's kind of over at this point. And yeah, well, so I, you don't want to, you don't like that. I got a few yeah. other alter egos that are gonna come out. Oh, okay. the hell so did you say? Then I dropped the project, a four-song <clears throat> EP, January 1st of this year, called Slimeball Rhyme Lord. Where I took Ill Clinton's beats off of beat projects he had made because he wouldn't give me any real beats. He was like, just take them off the, the band camp. And I was like, okay. So he has a nice little following. And so V for Vagoda, mostly due to his following, was ranked number one rap album by this French blog who loved me. Bow, bow, bow. And it, yo, shout out to the French. The French, French like us too for yeah. some reason. Indie Rock Mag shouts to Bertrand and. Uh, and lapping. I'm gonna the, need the all rabbit. of that. So these guys, the one got an organic chem PhD, yeah. and of course it would take somebody like that to be like, you know. So over albums that I loved this year, they put me that was crazy. That's so, craziness. Um, you know, I'm still getting about three streams per record, but at least one of those streams is from a French, you know, blog. Shout out, bow, bow, shout bow. out the French. I, knew what I don't I think doing. we've offended the French. I offend the French. We don't. I mean, we've we offended. Haven't. I think we should. Are they, you saying they, we should? No, they hate no, no, Americans. No, 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 no. They hate Americans anyway. No, who doesn't hate Americans? Everybody. Hates Everybody. Yeah. I kind of like Americans. the fact that they hate Americans. It's kind of. I, I call. Kind of brings us all together. I, I call them frogs, but not to their face. <laughs> as long as they're nice to me, I'll be nice to them. And they know how to eat well. And New Year's, the last time I drank. Well, what I, do you mean by eat well? I have some French food, and I'm not, you know. Oh. They invented kind of like the, the bread, dude. Baguettes, ham. Escargot. I love, love the escargot. I like Greek style snails too, though. I've never. Just fry I them would. I'm you just fry them with a little bit of oil, a little bit of vinegar? This, shit? this is disgusting. No, snails are great. Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> snails are incredible. I wouldn't food. think that would be something that was delicious, but. It's um, so good. Just looking at it. Oh. When I went to Greece one time, <laughs> my mom snuggled. She bought cookware just to snuggle an entire pot full of live snails, which, as you guys you know, say? is clearly illegal. You know what I mean? Shouts to the Statue of Limitations out here on foreign smuggling. And, uh, and we, we came back. We came back, and they were alive. And she was like the happiest person. I'm like, snails? But they're good. They taste really good. I went, I went to Greece two years ago, yeah. and I didn't take one picture of my brother, but I got two pictures of the snails that I ate. And that's, that's a true story. They were so buttery and uh, really good. 
Wow. Well, I've, now I'm going to try them. You have to. If you've never had escargot, no. they make it with Gruyere, mm. and that's like easier to stomach. I like the Greek style first just because I had it first, but they put this cheese on it. It's really good, man. Mm. So you're yeah. definitely like, uh, I hate to use the word because it's like... Ethnic? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have any problem calling it, uh, but like a foodie kind of yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I like Actually, too. that's one of my favorite joints that you ever done the one of the first ones I ever heard the was food the food joint yeah that joint and this joint that you guys are gonna play I didn't curse in those joints really Where? I think I may and have no, said I, yeah, yeah I don't I think so said, so you can play that for your kids you can yeah. play it for your mom oh, I do I plan know? on it I that was that purposeful yeah because most of my music is abrasive and obnoxious yeah. and yeah. I'm you know not a nice person on the record but those two songs <laughs> I wanted to make for everybody yeah you know, yeah. and I hadn't made a song for everybody since food. Yeah. I won't even do. I don't even like doing food in the live shows. But like sometimes people demit. Like they're like, no. They're like, so yeah. I didn't come here. Food. To watch you practice. I paid for stuff. services rendered. Yes, remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hit record. Do it. All all six hundred views or six thousand. So I had um, recorded to uh, another beat, a whole different song, but it was from the Oliver Twist soundtrack. So Johnny Cab was like, oh, you want Oliver Twist? He's like, just write a song about food. I got <laughs> you. Don't worry about it. And he incorporated Aretha Franklin in there and all that. He did a great job. He's so a that's where the sample is from. And that's the guy okay. in the video. You see smacking yeah. the uh, parking meter. And then okay. I drew a dick as his price on his receipt. And he chases <laughs> me. That's my main man. And then I filmed the Iverson skit in his mother's house in Wayne. That's why it's lit differently. I wish we could have gotten that a little better. And I remember at the beginning of the show, he's all talking about live your life, live your dreams, kid. You know, I'm just a working guy. Stiff. Come on, man. <laughs> just Come a working on, stiff, man. man. Come on. Not, listen, one thing about life. These things are awesome. Like You got to take it seriously, but you can't take it too seriously. If you don't stop and enjoy what you're doing, right. you're going to wake up one day and just not be able to get that. You right. just hate everything will be bad. And it's never too late to turn it around. But you got to start loving your journey. Yeah. Everybody's worried about goals and yeah. getting somewhere and being somebody. But motherfucker, painful. I was born somebody. Yeah. Okay. I am somebody. Yeah. And my journey is going to define my what story. What that is. So yeah. I need to make my journey first of all something that's not going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you got to be able to this life. 20, oh man, it's crazy. It's a, cra it's this a crazy world. This world is a world. crazy place, right? So to stay sane, you gotta laugh and you gotta take it easy. What are you worried about? What's the biggest thing you got to worry about? You're worried about the weight. You worried about the weight? What are we arguing about for? I just said the weight. What am I in? What am I in? A circus over here? Baby back ribs, make me rap ribs. Your baby's crying, and lady, I smack kids. Smack lips whenever I'm served chicken. Oliver Twist, your bitch, sticking Charles Dickens. Finger licking chicken, lick a chicken finger. Run now, a kung pao, and the stink lingers. General Cho with Margaret Cho. Get down on the flow as I get down on some foe. Ask what's in it, and no nobody knows. Cause in the Chinese kitchen, don't nobody go. Mixing egg foo yang with gravy. Poupon, I drop bombs, four bonbons and wontons Duck sauce on egg rolls, roll with vaqueros Huevos, rancheros, bendejos, malqueros We moved to Philadelphia no. in 87 yeah. It's just, you know, they're like strangers in a strange <laughs> land, you know And they live in the middle of the hood now I don't yeah. know how they do it, I try and get them to move but You know what, there's a lot of people like that in the hood I, You know, not 
I guess we can call Trenton the hood. Trenton's the hood. Trenton's, <laughs> Trenton's the hood. This feel like you can't call Trenton the hood. This is a true story. Last <laughs> you're actually worried about offending, like even Trenton, they know they're the hood. Last time I was they're in like, Trenton, yeah, hood, I swear to God, I sucked a homeless woman's nipples. Wait a minute. <laughs> My Wait. lips burned Wait for 90 minute. minutes, bro. She wouldn't get out of the doorway to the venue. And I was like, I had to perform. Like, this is, this is a true story. Shouts to my man, Dean Derb. It used to be called, um, they do a Jersey Fresh Jam every year. You guys can definitely go. It's my favorite hip-hop event, and it's in Trenton. And New Yorkers come down, and Philadelphians go up. And it's like, gra- I mean the middle. graph culture leads it. And there's emceeing, there's DJing, oh, wow. there's breaking. It's amazing. Yeah, And it's dude. free. And kids are there, which I don't know if the kids should be around the graffiti and weed fumes like that. Yeah, but, hey, man, they ain't my kids, right? Right. So, <laughs> it's, it's so this dude, Dean, also did, um, uh, like, a monthly thing. And he, he, he asked me to come up, and this lady wouldn't get out of the way. And for a 50-year-old, I mean, she was homeless smelling woman. She had a great rack. I'm not going to lie. Breastuses? So I puckered up. You know, I gave it the all-American effort. And my lips were on fire, cuz. <laughs> it was like she hadn't, you know, hit the wrong side of a soap bar. It was spicy. <laughs> it was pickled. It was pickled, bro. It was pickled, man. Pickled titties. Pickled Shouts. nipples. I think, you know what? I think her name's Renee. I'm okay with that. Shout out to Renee. Shout, Shout out, out to Renee. Renee. <laughs> so Trenton's definitely the hood. That's the hood. The uh, the um, bouncer that night, somebody sent me a video of him getting beat up by a young bull. <laughs> there was a fight when I got there, and this is right on Broad Street in Trenton. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah so shout like, it's, out. Yeah, it's, right it's the Mill Hill, Mill Hill basement, yeah, yeah. if you're familiar. Wow. Yeah? So, no, yeah, I know that. So is. Mill Hill, that's where these events go down. So the last one just happened. Um, but he was trying to do some more in North Jersey. But Trenton, I love Trenton. Poor Righteous Teachers come from Trenton. Tony B. Like, Trenton had its own style. Trenton yeah. had its own thing. We going. do have a following in Trenton, so you know that's why I, I try to shout out everywhere that, that follows us. I so hate South Jersey. Feel like... Trenton's where Jersey gets cool for me. Yeah, like South Jersey is the pits, but like Trenton, <laughs> North Jersey's the shit. Yeah, you know, but fucking. Anything but the shore in South Jersey. <laughs> Shouts to all the South Jersey listeners <laughs> and purchasers of fine hip-hop music. Yeah. Shout out, yeah. Crickets. I don't know. Yeah, you see crickets, what I'm saying? Crickets, crickets. Yeah. It they... took my friends to make a hip-hop scene in South Jersey. Wow. Shouts to Rich Quick and Screw Tape and Stevie Frank's doing his thing. My man Wayne Campbell, the videographer, is putting events on and doing big stuff. My friend Aubrey, his... Uh, he is like an A&R manager. Right. So Aubrey is Hakeem Green's nephew. So it's Hakeem Green's sister. So Hakeem Green basically raised him. So he has had connects. So he is behind P&B Rock and that Atlantic deal, at least for now. You know what I mean? He's a great dude. And uh, he's a South Jersey dude. He lives uh, He lives right here. Voss dropping the, the Yo, that's geographical the, that's knowledge the of all right the hip-hop. There. That's the dude right there. And... If it wasn't for him and those guys that I mentioned, like I, there probably wouldn't be much rap. And my man Viro, rest in peace. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I know a lot. I well, that, I was gonna ask you again about um, again your boring life. My boring, yeah, boring, boring, boring life. And I, I think it's fair. Non, yeah, I think it's the fuck you non exciting. But man. I watch a lot of the uh, the Marston House oh, freestyle videos. Those are my boys, and, uh, man. I just saw on your Instagram. Congratulations, the Marston House. Hit one a million, million views. One million from, <laughs> from Willow Grove. That's incredible. Yeah. From Willow Grove to the world, right? Yeah. From, from Crestmont. Crestmont. Yo, and uh, Ethan yeah. and Steve are two of my favorite people on earth. Steve's in Houston right now. I hope he comes back and moves here permanently when he's done doing what he's doing down there. Steve's still holding down the Marston House, so he moved from Willow Grove to Ninth and Dolphin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they still have a couple artists under their belt. Um... 
those are my guys, man. I, I've done recording there. I've done the freestyles. Um, my friend, they've partnered with Cypher Circuit. Mm-hmm. And my friend, Coast uh, Phil, he did a podcast there. And then people would go do the end of the year ciphers at Morrison House. And then weekly, you would you could post a freestyle video on Instagram and they'd play it on his on his radio um, show. I've gotten to go up there, which was a good time. Shouts to my man, Phil, out in Astoria, my birthplace. That was just an excuse to like, let <laughs> him and eat Greek food. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ, G man in the house. Come on, man. No, nope. Addition by subtraction, though. You fired Jerry Reese. Better things are gonna happen. That dude. We're gonna see. Can't believe. We're gonna see. Can't believe they benched Eli, bro. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. I don't. I don't know if we would be in the Super Bowl if you guys didn't bench Eli. Like that set off a string of events in my life. That was like we had a Giants fan at my work wear a Dawkins jersey to work. The next day, Eli benched. Benched. What the fuck? I didn't see. (laughs) But to to be fair, fuck be fair. Anybody that anybody Mac that said it was okay for Eli to get benched is now looking for work and probably blackballed. They should have never done that. You don't fuck with a Manning. All I'm saying is, for better or worse, two rings. That's it. I don't listen. You guys can say whatever you want. I've I've got the hat. You want the hat. Besides Wentz, he's better no than wants any. your fucking old ass you, crusty hat. No, no, no. He's you want better. the Super Bowl. You want oh, to be able to have your. Hat. First of all, you know how many crusty Eagles. 1987 uh, championship shirts. That shit always looks fly. No, it doesn't. Shut yeah, the fuck up. Right. Them, no, it doesn't. It looks wor- way worse. You see worse shit coming out now that they're like, because people who don't even, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, older people who older don't people even really who... care about football go in and like find their old Funny ass Funny, the, the 1960s, 60s. In that video, when I'm wearing the shirt. dog mask, the old lady, like when we stopped and talked, she's like, this is vintage. Exactly. Just like me. <laughs> this is what she said. I've had this since the Ron Jaworski. And I was yo. Well, that's the, so that's, <laughs> That's the shit that you get. So when you have a Super Bowl hat you, and it's Super Bowl time, you not, get to flex. Listen, I'm not mad at you. No, 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 no. Fuck the Giants. <laughs> That's all. Today, exactly. tomorrow, it I hate the, the Giants. Giants. Not the fan base, because no, the no, Cowboys no, 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 fan no, no. base Just, is trash. No, no, but trash. I hate the New York Giants as a successful football operation. <laughs> Behind the Patriots, probably I hate the Giants the most. Like, I hate the Patriots on a whole nother level. Yeah, a whole nother level. Because I watched that first Super Bowl where they held Marshall Falk every single red zone <laughs> play after 9-11. I'll never forgive the NFL for but, that. Yeah, they, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, they deserved at least two, three Super Bowls, man. That was a special team nope, to watch. No, but America needed America needed a Patriots Super Bowl. And then it launched the career of yeah. the, the cheatingest, prettiest... First of all, I'm okay Duo. with the cheating. I don't understand why everybody gets Because I don't fuck nuts. with cheating. No, it's not cheating. You if would be. No, 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 you no, would no, no, no. You're no, that no, duplicitous no, no. kind if, of no, snake. If there's motherfucker. a... No. If you ain't cheating, if, you ain't trying, motherfucker. Basically. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Basically. Nah, because if we're you playing got, poker and you're cheating, I'm breaking no, 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 your thumbs. No, 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 I'm not cheating. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not about... It's not Cheating is like, let's say you break a, a certain rule, right? It says don't do this. I'm not going to do that. the practice. Okay. You don't do that. So that's wrong. 
What I'm Are talking you about sticking up for the no, Patriots? no. I'm sticking up for. I the, don't know where he's trying to stand deflate, on this. Right? Deflate gate. That's the one I'm trying to defend. I'm not mad that, that Tom Brady likes his balls the way he likes his balls. I, that's the only one I defend. Any the other excuse one I don't to care shit about. on Brady at the time? I was talking even, a lot. Even that though, because he lied yeah. about it, is well. That's that detestable. was that was dumb. I he's a detestable did. motherfucker though. Peyton Manning is such a lovable guy. He would hit the books. He worked so hard. You know what I mean? He was awkward, but he was hilarious. Brady, he just wakes up in the morning and shit's fucking excellence. Yeah. He marries Giselle. He has <laughs> after impregnating a f- another supermodel. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's such a hateable, beautiful, <laughs> successful in the, in the news recently. Piece of shit. Something uh, his they something went on blast on social media about him and, and talking to his kid. Yeah, and kind of like reprimanding oh, no. So, no, so for for putting him on. He was naked? trying to he was trying to Facebook with somebody or something like th- like and the, FaceTime or I don't know what the fuck. So he yeah he yelled at his kid for trying to FaceTime him or whatever. But also people were talking about how he was in that commercial for the Super Bowl or whatever, and how he's all like nice with his kid and he's like you could just tell he's just cold. <laughs> he's got to be. He's not he's, lovable at he's all. He's got to have the smallest amount of soul humanly possible, right? <laughs> like, what did he do to inherit Belichick? And not that he didn't work hard and he, he didn't earn these championships, but a lot of guys have yeah. worked really hard. Yeah. And no one in yeah. NFL history has had the success that he's had as a player. Only like that Niners run where they had Young and Montana, Montana. with yeah. Seifert and Walsh. But like, that was two. That was two quarterbacks. I yeah. know, man. The hoodie. This guy's. This guy's just doing I, it with one. All right, but who matters more? Does the hoodie matter more? Yes. Or does Brady matter more? Uh, Garoppolo proved the hoodie matters more. Uh, who's the other one? But that, what's Garoppolo? No, won? no, 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 no. Who's the? No, no, nothing. But who's the Matt other? Matt Castle. One? Who's the other? Matt he, Castle. He won. He took them. He took them 11, 12, 11 and, and 5. 11 yeah. and 5. Yeah. The other one did too. Garoppolo, just, they didn't miss a beat. Okay. I also agree that the they, hoodie. They, did, they didn't miss a beat. So also, it's got to be the hoodie. I also agree that the hoodie is pretty special. But he loses mad points for being a cheating dickhead. <laughs> well, here's what ha- I just want to go over what happened. So. Dickhead ass, cheating ass. He apparently cut this radio fucking. interview short over some insult made to his daughter. Um,. The tramp. On Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes a regular appearance on this Boston area based show. I've never heard of it, but WEEI Sports Radio deal. Network. It's probably a big deal. It's called the. Boston. I'm not even going to say the name of the show. Fuck them. Shouts to Boston. But uh, two minutes, two minutes into the broadcast, the host brought up some comment made by um, their other commentator last week in regard to some kind of. Brady does like a Facebook documentary. Okay. Tom versus time. Did you guys know about this? He, he's trying to sell his doctor. Like, this dude that is his doctor, they had TJ Huzmanzada talking about him on there and, like, how this guy is basically the reason that Tom's been able to stay around for so long. And he's really threatening the Patriots, like, you know, health staff. Like, like they'll clash Uh-oh. and Brady does whatever this dude says. Hmm. And so, like, Huzmanzada said he worked with this dude before Brady at Oregon State and that he's something else. You know what I mean? He's giving him that that miracle juice. He's like so that's he's, how Brady. He's probably, you don't think Manning? <clears throat> you don't think Manning got it? Can get a little bit of this, little he, bit of sauce? No, I think this dude is committed to Brady as long as it's going. Huzmanzada <laughs> was making it seem like he was on a whole other level. Well, this like, guy he talked about him like gold. This oh, guy apparently, but on the show, this um, the guy had the balls. He called. I guess Tom Brady appears on the show regularly. He called his his daughter an annoying little pissant. <laughs> on the air, 
which I didn't know. But shout out to that guy. And then they I hope s- he's from Philly. They Wait. suspended this guy. His name is Reimer. Um, Yo, shout Alex out Reimer. Shout out shout Alex out, Reimer. Shout out Alex Reimer. Um, I think he's a hero. Can we Honestly. talk about maybe my favorite moment of post-Eagles bliss after the Minnesota win was the two degenerates in South Philadelphia with their bed sheet. Now, these guys were in a special state of mind, <laughs> and they had the bed sheet out, and they wrote, Fuck Millie on the bed sheet for that 99-year-old grandmother in Minnesota oh, who wow. really wanted her Vikings to win. And they were running up and down Broad Street like they were in a mummer suit screaming, Fuck Millie. I think I saw that. I saw that. that I, was horrible. Gentlemen, I salute you. And a second salute. We uh, salute you. Now, yeah. Yeah. Fuck Lewis and Podcast. Fuck Millie. Lewis and Podcast salute you. No, no. Lewis and Podcast? No. <laughs> no. Greg and Podcast. And second shout out to uh, the young men of South Philadelphia who call themselves the Deadass Gang. They really put on for the Eagles this year from day one with their weekly tailgates and exploits, and it was ama- they've done a great job. They made the news a bunch of times. Anything that's Deadass is awesome. Yo, the, the Deadass Gang right, dead- shouts to Damon, the alien. They dress him up in Eagles gear. They, they did the Bills Mafia thing where they jumped off the Winnebago through three tables after the, the, ha- after the Falcons. <laughs> they, they look like it hurt really bad. Young boys, don't do yeah, that. Wear helmets do, next time. Yeah. But, yo, they've been killing it every every week. They really put the battery in my back, too. And and there's one guy at work, I'm not going to lie. This is shouts to Bob O'Connell, who's going to the Super Bowl. And Bob bought me a Chinese Wentz jersey in the beginning of the year. I told him not to do it. And he bought it. And it took me a while to wear it, you know. And eventually I put it on. And it's been a magical season, you know. Now, do you like the slogan, uh, from whence we came in, in Foles we, we trust? Yeah. I, I can't even finish The from that. whence we know. came All part right. is amazing. Yeah, throw up. But Foles, listen, man, Foles is a killer. Okay. I'm I, Foles is a cool dude, too. The moment Wentz got hurt will... is when I'm telling you the Hostetler theory hit right. me, and I said we were going to win the Super Bowl. The I, moment Foles got, or Wentz got hurt, I was like, Hostetler, I guess. Foles bowl. And Rippin and uh, Doug Williams. Twice the Redskins yeah. did it. Yeah. So NFC East teams have a history of being able to pull this thing off. Pro Bowl. Oh God. Twenty-seven and two, seven touchdowns in one game. Yeah. Three-armed man <laughs> against the best ever. I think I thought it's, that was Al Bundy. He scored no. four touchdowns in one for game for Paul Kai. Okay. Was it four or was it six? No, four. He, four. I thought it was up. I thought it was. I more thought it was six. six. No, nah, it was seven. four touchdowns. Four, you sure? One game. Nah, it's six touchdowns. There comes a time in each man's life when he has to say, "No, ma'am." <laughs> it's the best bro- that's what George puts on every morning when he wakes up is is that show it's the best show ever there'll never be another show like that no the Bundys you can't insult women like that on television anymore. what's the name of that sh- Psycho Dad right Psycho is- Dad <laughs> that shit was great hey Dad is that a hooter no but it's an elbow <laughs> So influences, influences, Wu Tang Clan, 
Ain't number one. To fuck with number one. Number one got to be the Wu Tang Clan and Biggie Smalls. Let me. Can I just? I want to kind of before you say actually more because sure. like that I think maybe like beat nuts. Love them. Okay. Um, saw them live last year. Amazing. Really? Yeah. They were actually, they made it to a show together because I know that. Uh, <laughs> well, Les was doing his own thing for a while, but they yeah. also did uh, Drink Champs together. It's the worst Drink Champs episode ever. Oh, wow. They both weren't there, though, I thought. No, they both made it. I don't know if maybe I didn't Juju's see hilarious. First of all, again, my boy Vinny Paz, he's gotten beats from Les. Les still makes crazy beats. I'm sure. He put out an album um, last year called, like, The Dank Something, something about weed or the, the Bud. I can't remember. And then they did a song like the lick nuts shit happened. They did that shit, and I was like, "It's supposed so to be finally coming out this that year." It was like, it's supposed to come out this year, but they did songs before. But and the like grumpy they did alligator, that was amazing. The whole shit is amazing. I love the beat. It's nuts. all great. I love the beat nuts, Fuck man. The beat nuts. What do you? How can you possibly? Jesus Christ! See, this is what happens on the show. You know, uh, one of them is Dominican, right? I know, I know, I know. Shout out Dominican Republic. <laughs> Yo, man, disrespect the fucking. <laughs> are you Stone crazy? crazy is Corona one of the best Queens, bro? Of all time. They I'm put Big Pun on the map. They put Pana, all right, who is in the well, map. Tell them niggas get their shit together then. They're drunks. I don't give a shit. Get they their shit together. They don't love me, they love you. <laughs> yeah, their, their live show was great. They did all the hits. It was a great time. I must say, I really enjoyed the How business. about um, like more underground stuff? Like Brooklyn Academy, like nobody um, cares about Block, Ma- of course, Block yeah. McCloud, Pumpkinhead, uh, those kind of like dudes. Nah. So um, Pumpkinhead is friend of my friends, but I had a personal issue with Pumpkinhead. Hey. Okay. So my good friend and Fuck Pumpkinhead. number one foodie in, in, in Philadelphia, Drew Lazer, is my guy. We went to college together. He Everybody to, in Philly has a guy. He used to write for OK Player, and he wrote a review of Marco Polo and Pumpkinhead's album Orange Moon Over Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the best review, didn't really like the album. These two guys bitched about it until it came off the website. Like, they took the review uh, down. So, you can't do that. Pac FM, who's a, a dope ass rapper, and mm-hmm. he's in not Brooklyn Academy, but in that QN5 yeah. click or whatever. He had a show in Philly, and lo and behold, here's Pumpkinhead. And I'm trash, but I'm like, this is my one time. I'm going to get to address this. <laughs> And I dress in your in your in your you know really boring boring, boring life. ass life boring ass life boring as shit you ass know, life I don't do nothing I get up I work at my father's pizza so I said pumpkin like I knew him you know and he was so nice to me about it like if I was dim I probably yes Vaz like, fuck out of my face he was like, like hey. he was like nah man like he was upset like he so was, how did you what did you actually say I was or, very drunk but I remember I got my point across and I remember he was. As friendly as you could be about me, you know, yeah. bringing up a gripe. I wasn't being malicious, though. Right. You just wanted to get to the bottom of it. And so, um, that was, like, I'm not a biggest fan of his music. You talk about a dude who never had to battle, would still battle. You know what I mean? They got a street named after him in New York. Yeah. So, I got nothing but respect for PH. Block McCloud tried to sign Burke to Jerk. Like, that was almost official to his label. Brooklyn Academy is no, his label? Or? His label oh, starts with a D. It's not like Dementia. I can't remember right now. Okay. But Block has his own label. Um, he put out his own stuff. He, uh, I think he still gets a lot of shine on like doing hooks. But I fucked with um, Arch Rival. He was dope. Who else was in that clique? 
Are you done jerking off to all the people that he knows? I, I don't. I don't <laughs> do you know this guy? Well, if you actually what listen you to hip hop, if you I listen to hip hop, you'd have a little bit I, more of a, an appreciation. I get it, but it. we also have a whole like list of shit that we, we said we were gonna get into. I know, man. We're not all the time in the world. You, uh, that's what you so guys you think. Not because you can always do a two part episode. There you go, too. Okay. Content. This is true. Like this, this is, is not true. the first time I've been on a podcast where it's had to become. A two-part episode. Yeah, can you let me jerk off a little bit longer? Fine. Yeah, man. I just, but influences, yeah. But Brooklyn Academy stuff. I didn't stuff. mean to disrupt. No, not at all. <laughs> awesome. Actually, yes, I did. Yes, yeah, I did. it's fine. It's absolutely fine. You fuck the Giants. <laughs> keep it. I'm New York. Keep it moving. Come on. Keep yeah, it moving. Yeah, In New, You go to New York, man, the fucking... The speed to- changes. The toll, the toll people don't even say hello. Now, and we're supposed to be like the most ignorant city in America. Pennsylvania toll people are pretty nice. The nicest. Yeah, they are nice. The, as you approach New York City, they just become more and more mean. They're like, here he It's comes. not mean. Fuck. It's about time. You got to keep it moving, man. I've got time to... Hello. As an Islander. Get out of here. I don't move. <laughs> I move fast because I was raised in the East Coast. But as an Islander, I will always be five minutes. <laughs> Not more. Five minutes late, no matter what. To whatever it is, I'm going to be five minutes late. Shout it's an established thing. The, it is. All the island people, shout out. Never. <laughs> if you go to uh, an island, no matter where it is, if the weather is good, don't expect good service ever in your life. These people don't give a shit. You know why? Because their life's a beach. They get fired from the job, they go to the beach tomorrow. When I went to Jamaica, they said, soon come. Soon come, which means soon an hour come. from now. Right, exactly. Which means an hour from now. Soon come. Soon come. <laughs> 